If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, before we get started today, I want to remind you that if you want more out of your life, there is another way. Whether you're lacking momentum in your business, you don't have a supportive environment, or you're tired of not living in your gifts and finally want to live a life that excites you, we can help. All you have to do is get on a call with somebody on my team that's going to rock your world. By going to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, we are there to help you rock your money and your life. So what are you waiting for? Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and let's get started today. All right, welcome to another session of the podcast. Today we have a terrific guest. She is Christy Whitman and she is a transformational leader. She's a celebrity coach. Check this out. She's helped thousands of people around the world achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars and speeches and coaching products and life-changing messages that reach over 200,000 people every month with her newsletters. And she's been featured and connected with and promoted by people like Marion Williamson, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Marcy Shimoff, Brian Tracy, Neil Donald Walsh, Abraham Hicks, and Louise Hay. And if you know who those people are, then you know that's very profound. And if you don't know who those people are, then you're going to want to meet her because she's got an impact around what we call as the law of attraction. She's a transformational leader. She's a celebrity coach. She's a New York Times bestselling author of a book called The Art of Having It All. She's been featured on all kinds of things like today, The Morning Show and People's Magazine, and the list goes on and on and on. So I've got a great conversation coming up with her. She's a bright light and she's somebody who's going to help you manifest more in your life and give you the tools in order to do it, to take full responsibility for what you're attracting, creating, co-creating, and the five elements that can allow you to have some progress immediately in your life. So let's get to my chat with her. Welcome to the podcast, Christy. I am stoked to be talking to you. I'm so excited, Rock. Thank you so much for having me. And, for, and you know, I want to say for all that you're doing in the world to help people right now, too. Well, I think you're going to put some gasoline on that fire. <laughs> And uh, we're going to get into some beautiful details. Transformational leader and celebrity coach. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I've been a you know coach for 20 years and I really help a lot of people and especially celebrities and athletes be able to really work with their energy because that's really when we have massive transformation, it's really about not just having the same old thoughts and beliefs over and over again, but changing the energy of it. And so I've been helping people for 20 years do that. What are some of the things that, because I'm, a, I'm a, an athletic, I consider myself an athlete, not a professional one, but an athlete. What are some of the things that you find yourself implementing when speaking to people of that caliber? Well, it's really about five elements. So think of, let's, let's have a bigger conversation. So everything is energy. And I know a lot of people have heard that, but it's really about living from that thing of 
everything is energy and how do you live from that place? It's understanding that we are as human beings, energy receivers, that we're energy generators, and then we're energy transmitters. So we're, we're always doing these three acts with energy. And a lot of times people are influenced by other people's energy or what's happening in mass consciousness. And so they're not deliberately choosing the energy that they want to bring in. And so no matter what, if someone's an athlete, a professional athlete, a celebrity, or a stay-at-home mom, you know, we have to choose the energy that we want to have come into our bodies. Like if you think about the fact that we are trillions of cells that each have receptor sites on them, when we are saying, okay, I am putting myself in the alignment of joy and allowing ourselves to fill up with joy or success or abundance, whatever the energy is that we want to feel, when we feel that in our bodies, and then we do the five acts, the five actions that we can take to generate energy within ourselves. And that's the words that we say. So the language that we speak, the thoughts that we think, the emotions that we feel, the beliefs or the perspective that we hold, and then the actions that we take. This is how we generate energy. So someone like yourself, if you're clear that I want to have high performance, I want success, right? I want to play golf better. I want to play tennis better. I want to, whatever it is, right? So the energy you want, might want to bring in is success. So you tap into that energy of success, filling all of your little cups of receptor sites and all of your cells being filled up with success, and then only speaking words of success, only thinking thoughts of success or having perspective of you're going to win, you're going to succeed, you're going to do well, and then feeling that success and then taking action, like fully showing up, not just calling it in, right? With the fullness of who you are, taking that action. And that's the five elements of how we really generate and, 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 you know, the, and then transmit out that energy of success. Because then what we know by law of attraction is what you're sending out comes back to you because it's vibrational resonance. Beautiful. I love it. So let's talk about an analogy because I'm a golfer and I do want to golf well and have massive success there. I go out every Wednesday afternoon with the guys and we bet for money and some something interesting happens when I'm practicing and warming up. I'm so relaxed and I'm just, you know, don't have these big anticipations and I can putt well, chip well and seem to hit it the driving range really well. And then I step on the first tee and all of a sudden there's a consequence. There's a little bit of jitters. There's, so are you saying at that moment that my residents, my five elements have shifted from being relaxed and because it seems like when I don't care, I play well. And then when I attach, you know, a meaning to it, like I'm going to win or something like that, there's a tightening that happens. So how do you navigate through that? Yeah, so that's the perspective, right? So the, of those five elements, your perspective gets shift, shifted because you you now know that this means something. When I'm practicing and I'm doing it, it doesn't mean anything. But now that I'm here and I've got 18 holes to do well, this is the first one. And then there's like a certain pressure that you put on yourself versus feeling the success of it. So in that moment, as you're about to you know drive your ball, it's grounding from your feet, from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, letting all of the pressure go, letting all of what, because there's a part of you that's focused on what if it doesn't go well, 
mm-hmm. and, and focusing on what you don't want. So mm-hmm. before you get there, it's like, okay, what do I want? I want this ball to go in that hole. I want to get a birdie. I want to get a hole in one. I want to, you know, I want to get a bogey, whatever it is that you're wanting declaring and then putting out that intention of what you want and then feeling as if it already happened. You hit that ball, it goes hole in one, you've won for the day, how would you feel? Mm -hmm. Right? And it's putting that perspective on, I'm already there. I already have that feeling. It's feeling it from the feet up, it's feeling it from the head down. And not, you know, I, I, I just watched, I'm sure many people did the last dance, you know, with mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, the Bulls, and they talk about that in there. He doesn't ever take a shot thinking, well, this isn't going to go in. He only takes a shot knowing it's going to go in. So it's the same kind of perspective that as I'm hitting this ball, as, I, as I'm about to, you know, tee off, tee off, hit my first ball, second ball, whatever it is, that what do I want, why do I want it, and how do I want to feel? because it's always the energy first but our perspectives when we get there and make it mean something i see that with people wanting to attract their ideal partner or make more money or create more career success we have these perspectives of if it's something small or if it doesn't really count then i can do it but when it means something that's when there's an energy shift and that's where we really have to manage our energy makes total sense so you do a lot around the law of attraction and this is all about that Yes. What do you do when Michael Jordan shoots the ball and he doesn't make it? How does he calibrate or store that memory that is opposed to what his intention was? He just shakes it off, right? He doesn't make it mean, oh, I suck, or oh my God, I'm not as good as I used to be, right? He just he shakes it off and then goes in to focus on what's the next one. What is, what is the next basket that I need to make? What's the next hole in one? What's the next sales call? What's the next phone call? What's the next, you know, speaking engagement podcast, whatever it is. And not focusing on what went wrong or bad, but turning the negative into a positive, right? It's like, okay, this is what I want. This time I want this ball to go in. This time I want this to be a hole in one. This time I want to make sure I say this instead of that. Right. So it's focusing and shifting. It's the concept of taking contrast, what you don't want and the results that you don't want and putting it into what you do want and getting really clear. What do I want and how am I going to feel when that happens? Because that's the energy. It's always first energy before a manifestation. So then is it important that somebody feels the feelings before it happens? Absolutely. Because we're so conditioned in our life, Rock, that if I want to feel successful, I have to go do this. And how many times have we all gone, you know, I want to make this amount of money. If I make this amount of money, then I'm going to feel successful or secure or whatever. And we do the accomplishment or we get that amount of money and we're like, huh, that didn't do it. Maybe I need to make more money or maybe it's a different partner. Maybe I have to live in a bigger house or maybe I have to go get another degree or another accomplishment or more, 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 more because we're looking for the thing. We're, we're literally taking our energy, which is always in the now, we're taking our energy and postponing it when this thing happens. So it's a very outside in approach instead of being an inside out approach. It's mm. all about energy first. And you know, here's, here's where I differ from a lot of people that talk about, or at least perceptions out there about law of attraction. It's not sitting around just feeling the energy. That's a piece of it. 
it's the alignment of it, but then you have to take action. You as a co-creative partner with, with the divine, with the, with energy have to do your part. And it's not just doing your part, kind of phoning it in. It's showing up in the fullness of your gifts, your talents, everything that you can be a hundred percent doing your best in those moments so that that energy can flow through you in a powerful way. And that's how you then attract opportunities and situations and money and, and all that we really are searching for in our lives. How did you come across and become so um, such an expert in this area? <laughs> um, well, I lived that life, right? I, when I was in my early 20s, I had a checklist that uh, things that I was told was going to make me happy. And I graduated college and I moved to Chicago. I had a high paying job. You know, I had everything that I ever set out to have. And I felt this emptiness. Like I felt this just, this isn't it. Like, is this all there is? And so that got me searching. And I ended up moving to California for a guy I was dating. And the first person I met was a hair, hair stylist. It was her friend, his friend. And so I saw a joy inside of Janine that I'd never experienced in another human being. And I just kind of was watching her and looking at her and observing her. And finally, being as blunt as I am, I said to her, what do you do? And she just started laughing because I'm like, there's something different about you. And she knew exactly what I meant. And so that was her telling me that she meditates. And I was like, meditate? I mean, this is 25 years ago. I was thinking meditate. Like I thought of a guru with a beard sitting on a mountaintop, you know, oming and stuff. I'm like, meditate. <laughs> so that was a very weird, bizarre concept for me. And so she said, yeah, I have a meditation teacher. I'll give you her number. So because I was so desperate, I was calling her as I was leaving the salon. And within a couple of days, I found myself at Melanie's house and it was all very crystals and angel statues and very, you know, as someone would deem woo woo and was not that way. And I sat down and she told me, you create your own reality. Now, Rock, this is 25 years ago. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have books that were all over the place saying this kind of stuff. And when she said that to me, viscerally, like something happened in me where I went, that's true. And then my logical mind kicked in and said, how? And she said, well, by your thoughts, you're either repelling things from you or attracting things to you. And again, I went, that's true. Like something in me knew this to be true. And so then I went, how? So she told me, go home and I want you to spend the next couple of days just journaling and paying attention to your thoughts. And I'm like, what do you mean pay attention to my thoughts? Because I thought my thoughts were my thoughts. My thoughts are true. My thoughts are, you know, I had no idea that I was the observer of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Life-changing. And so I started paying attention to my thoughts and I didn't realize how judgmental and critical and condemning I was not only of myself, but of others of God. I was like in a boxing ring with God, you know, air punching myself and just realized that was the reason I was so unfulfilled and so unhappy because it didn't matter what I was going to create in the outer world. Didn't matter how much money I had or how much success I had. If I had that going on inside of me, I'm never going to be happy. And so that's where it became work within myself. And as I was so curious, well, how do we manifest? Like then I would have the right person or the right author or the right minister or the right, you know, book fall in my lap because I was in that seeking mode. 
And I just was such a student, such a sponge that I felt like, you know what, my best thinking got me here. I'm going to see if this works. So law of attraction, let me see if this really works. And I changed the way I would think about it and the way I approached living my life by applying it. And then things were changing, like as if by miracles. And so that now that's how I now live my life. And as I've just attracted the information and applied it in my own life, learning what works and what doesn't, 20 years ago, I became an author, had a book download through me, started speaking on the book because as I got the book and started sharing it with my family and friends who were not the target market for it, um, I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and churches and people started asking me, do you coach? Now, back then, 20 years ago, my frame of reference for coach was like a football coach or like a cheerleading coach. Mm -hmm. So I started coaching and I loved it and I, I felt a calling to do it. And so it just has built step by step by step into what I do now. That's beautiful. So I want to break down that process because as I hear you seeing it, I think it'll be useful for people to, so I get the journaling and I get the changing of your thoughts and observation. I want to come back to that. But I'd like to ask you a personal question. In, what is it meant to you now to manifest? And what have you manifested that other people might go, oh, wow, okay, she's manifested either freedom or joy or power or you know the things that typically people would value that they haven't yet been able to get with the level of thinking or mechanism that they're using to operate their brain? What are things that have really shifted for you that people might go, okay, I want to put in the effort on the second part of my question to obtain that. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And so I could, I can tell you, um, I'm going to tell you the big answer and I'll tell you the, the short answer first. Okay. Um, I've manifested um, an amazing marriage with a man that just absolutely loves and adores and supports me. Um, manifested two amazing, healthy, awesome kids and a really like a family life that I only dreamed of when I was a kid because I didn't have that as a kid. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I have my dream family that I actually, you know, family's not a, a four-letter word anymore. It's, it's, it's a joy to be in. Um, I've manifested a life and a lifestyle where I have my own business. I'm my own boss. I make my own calendar. I decide what goes in or what goes out. If I want to take time off, I do. I own my calendar. Um, I've manifested a support system of friends where I actually have friends, girlfriends who love and support me and like cheer me on in my success. I've manifested a completely different relationship with my mother because we used to have a tumultuous, tumultuous relationship and now she's my biggest cheerleader, which she was my biggest critic before. Um, I've manifested money and amazing trips and you know we used to have six months in Montreal, six months in Arizona, two beautiful homes. I mean, I could go on to the material things, but for me, the biggest thing what I have manifested and what I have come to understand is that because I know who and where my source is, and I know that I co-creating with energy can literally transform any relationship, whether it's money or success or a project or a relationship with another human being, it's having that skill set and knowing that information because no matter what shows up in my life, I know that I'm the creator of it and that it's never completed. 
that if something's wonky or if it doesn't feel good, I can recreate it and adjust it to how I want it to be. And that's really the thing that I, I own my power in that. And there's, there's no, I mean, there's no amount of money. It's, it's absolutely priceless to know that, to have that and to know how to work with energy and to be an energy master. So what I hear you saying is you take full responsibility for everything in your life because you, you understand that you're a conduit, you're an antenna yes. and you're either attracting or repelling. And so it gives you the, the full responsibility and power to accept everything in your life. Absolutely. Good, the bad, and the ugly. So yeah. when, the, when the ugly happens, like, okay, what was I believing or what was I thinking or what was my perception in order to create that? Because I don't want to keep bumping up against that. I want something different. And that, that's a lot of times when people start working with or becoming aware because universal laws are happening all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. It's like gravity, right? We don't have to sit here and think about gravity in order for our bodies to sit in the chair. It's still working, whether we're talking about it, thinking about it, or even aware of it. And universal laws are the same way. And it works for every single person. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter where you live. It's universal. And so understanding that it's for the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? It's like, if I created that, I have the power to recreate it or shift it so that it doesn't continue to show up in that way. And that's just pure power. Yeah, I like that. Now, of the the five elements, would you say that words are the building blocks of all of the elements, essentially? Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, and I'm not a big biblical or biblical person, it says in the beginning, there is the word, right? So words have power. Words are like wands. And when you really think about it, what we say creates an energetic response. And what we, words when you think about, really think about it, thoughts are a series of words and thoughts thought over and over and over again, create a belief and create evidence of a belief. Mm -hmm. And then we take actions and and function in our lives and behave based on what we think and believe. So by changing our words, it changes our energy. It changes how we feel and therefore it changes our results. I'll give you an example during the pandemic, right? I heard so many people, celebrities included, athletes, everybody saying, oh my God, I miss this. I miss going to my kid's soccer game. I miss traveling. I miss being on tour. I miss having lunch with my girlfriends. I miss golfing, right? Miss, miss, miss. Well, miss comes from a place of lack. One of the universal laws that I talk about is the law of sufficiency and abundance. And if you look at it like a spectrum, on one side of the spectrum is lack. And anytime we feel bad, we're in lack. And if we're on the other side of the spectrum, we're alignment with abundance. We feel good. So if we feel good, we're in abundance. If we feel bad, we're in lack. When we say something like, I miss, it pulls down our energy because we're perceiving that we're lacking something. Mm. You can communicate the same type of thing by shifting your words. So in saying, I miss going to lunch with my girlfriends, I look forward to going to lunch with my girlfriends. I so appreciate my kids being in school. I appreciate golfing with my friends, right? It's you're saying and communicating the same thing, but your energy is so different. It's like saying I can't afford, right? 
I can't afford that. Someone comes to you with a great idea and says, hey, Rock, let's go to Hawaii, you know, and you say, well, I can't afford that. You've now closed off all the energy, all the potentiality, because your mind right in this moment can't think of the money, right? No, that's not your situation. But, you know, something like saying I can't afford closes down everything. Instead of saying, right, ooh, that sounds like fun. That's a possibility. It's not a financial priority for me right now, but you're still open to it. You still like the idea of it. You're not closing it down because you don't know how you could attract the money. So you could have it be a probability. Beautiful. So I have a personal question for you because I find myself sometimes in situations where somebody does say something like, oh my gosh, I wish it wasn't raining or I wish I was on vacation and things like that. And the coach in me can sometimes come out and say, direct them in a new direction or offer, invite them to, you know, what I would call is possibly upgrade that statement or change the vibration around it. And after a while, and I have this a little bit with my kids, is they're like, they start to watch their words around me, but it creates a break in rapport. Because the general conversation is usually a lot about lack. God, I wish I wasn't working all day long and out golfing. I hate my boss and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm a little bit like you, not quite as perhaps detailed on it, but I'm, I'm more like I, I do my best not to use the words try, but, wish, even hope, I think is not the best word you can use is better than some. But how about I desire or I will or I will manifest or I will attract or I'll create, right? Yes. Um, so then I have people around me who are like, I like that the word police is coming. Careful what you say. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're not actually saying that, but they're feeling that. Yes. And um, do you ever have that experience where people are like, because you, you, you know, you've manifested great friends and all of that, but they can't be at the level you're at in your consciousness around the word choice. So how do you navigate that without judging them or being out of rapport? That's a great question. So I'll, I'll share with you what I did a couple, what was it, about a month ago with my son, Alex. So my son was saying, you know what? I really miss going to school. And I said, you know, honey, I can understand that, but think about how much you're going to appreciate going to school. You're going to probably appreciate, I shifted it, not correcting him. You're right. probably going to appreciate going to school more than you ever have. Think about what you're going to appreciate when you go back to school. And he's like, oh, I'm going to appreciate spending time with my friends. I'm going to appreciate recess. He shifted it mm. without me having to correct him and say, no, don't say that. Let's Got say it. this instead. Right? So it could be a conversation that I'm having with my husband. He's like, you know, God, I really miss doing this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so looking forward to going out for dinner with you on like a romantic dinner. Like, where would you want to go? And then he's like, oh, I'd want to go here. And I'd say, I'd like to go here. Now the conversation got shifted, not from lack or what he's missing. I'm missing time with you. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm home now with our two kids all the time. And I heard that a couple of times. I'm like, think about it though. What are you, what are we looking forward to? Are we looking forward to a date? Are we looking forward to a night out? And then the conversation shifts. So it's, it's, I'm not correcting him. 
or trying uh, to say, don't say that and say this. And I'm sh just shifting the conversation. So you're and, redirecting their focus. Yeah. Nice. Okay, good. So you have had uh, your work promoted by many great leaders. Some, some of fans I've had, Marion Williamson, I've had on my podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan of Louise Hay. I had an operation in 1996 for my thyroid gland. I had a third removed and I used her teachings to never have to take any medication. I never have. I just told my body, do what you need to do in order to regulate my thyroid gland. And I give her full credit for, um, for that. Tell me a little bit about uh, what that means to have this caliber of people, Abraham Hicks, um, Neil Donald Walsh, Wayne Dyer, promote your work or what was, were there any personal relationships there at all or how did that manifest? Absolutely. And so, you know, right now I have a book that's coming out in April and to be able to reach out to, um, unfortunately, some of them are, have passed already, but to reach out to some of them like Marion Williamson, she's writing the uh, quote that's on the cover of, you know, the book. And it's like, that's, that was always a desire factor for me, a desire and a dream is to have Marianne give the, the top quote, you know, or a top endorsement on the book or to have um, Marie Diamond do a foreword for it. It's it, to have that level of community to reach out to like Elisa Nichols and she wrote the foreword for my last book and gave an endorsement and to do projects with her and um, like Jack Canfield and people like that. Th these are people that I get to be inspired by. I get to have as an influence around me. And it's kind of like the conversation we were talking about in the very beginning. If we are always energy receivers and we are receiving energy from the people around us and we have a choice of where we put our energy, having people like that, that really, they're human too, right? Not perfect, nobody's perfect, but so conscious and being willing to work on themselves, it's, it's really great because then it, rise, it helps me rise up to a different level as well. And it really is true. I mean, you, you are the five people you hang out with. And if you've got people that are super negative in your life, you're going to be influenced by them. But if you are surrounding yourself with people that are um, positive and have high energy and, and get, you know, that your thoughts create a reality, it's a, it's a very different and, and for me, in-depth conversation. Like I get to have conversations like this in my daily life that are about let's swim in the deep end, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah High-minded conversations, not superficial small talk. It drives me crazy. Yes. I'm done with that. <laughs> um, I like I meet somebody, I want to go, what are you passionate about? You know, right. ask them, how are you? But that's another conversation. So we're getting toward the end. The time has flown by, but I wanted to ask you the second part of my question, which I think kind of goes well with a gift that you have for my listeners which is Watch Your Words at watchyourwords.com, I believe is the place that they can go for a 30-day program that's free. Yes, absolutely. So that came about because people would ask me all the time on interviews and even coaching clients and people in my group, you know, programs like, well, how do I start? How do I practically take this information about energy and universal laws? Like, how do you bring it down and ground it into something that I can do as a human being to make change in my life? And I just, what came out was you have to watch your words. And I wrote down a list of 30 words and phrases. You said a lot of them too, hope, try, you know, there, but there, there's so many words, can't, that we don't realize the effect that they have on us when we say them. 
So I created a video program. They're like two to three minute videos every day for 30 days that tell you the word or phrase, why you don't want to say it because what it's doing to your energy and then what to say instead. So the example I gave, right? I miss becomes I'm looking forward to. Mm. And it's a very different energy. And those little energy shifts all day long create huge difference. Yeah, perfect. Well, I'm excited to, to dig into that. Um, it reminds me of, you know, I think, think parents used to say to their kids, watch your words, watch your words. <laughs> But it, it's, it's so foundational and it's so powerful, yet simplistic, something that people can actually do. So my final question for you is, as you were journaling and you were observing, being the observer of your thoughts, how much time or energy was required for you to consciously make those shifts where you could see some results? Because, you know, I worked with a guy who's 65 and overweight his entire life and we changed his identity from overweight and dieting to athlete which prompted the change of his words and his behavior and his nutrition which led to him losing 66 pounds in nine months but i'm only imagining that there's going to need to be some focus and energy required in order to make those new choices of the language patterns that your inner narrative gets used to so, it has to be a commitment Right. Because cause if you're committed to being in lack and limitation, and that's what you've always known, and that's been what your programming has been, to do something, to be something that you haven't known, it's going to take a practice. It's going to take a commitment and dedication. But I will say it's the most rewarding commitment and dedication that anybody can make because it is a lifestyle change. Yeah. And in the beginning... You, you realize like it was overwhelming for me in the beginning because it was all these negative thoughts. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh my, you know, I had to work. I had to really roll up my sleeves. Now it's second nature. If, if there's something I'm thinking that I'm not aware of, I'll be so aware of it right away because my energy will dip and all of a sudden I'll feel tired or I'll feel, you know, sad. And, and that's not now my normal where that used to be. I'm pretty joyful. And then if I have those blips and moments, I'm like, whoa, what was I thinking? What was my perspective? What, what, where did I, where did I just let myself get influenced energetically? And then how, now that I have all these tools, I can get back there right away. So in the beginning, when someone is really wanting to make a change, to move into abundance and be the prosperous person that we're all designed to be and to really live from our true nature of abundance and to have projects that succeed and have relationships that work, it's going to take someone to change. And all relationships start inside of us. But the beautiful thing is we're not compartmentalized, right? As you make those shifts of negativity to positivity from lack to abundance, everything in your outer reality shifts. So for me, it's like Albert Einstein said, the best investment you can make is in yourself and the time and the energy investment that you make in yourself by being aware, by having emotional intelligence and having that self-awareness, there's no other better investment. Mm. All right. So you've been listening to the podcast with Christy Whitman. And why don't you close this out with one of your favorite quotes? <sighs> I love it this quote it's from the council who i bring forth and channel and they said they there is no problems just perceptions of problems if you look at everything as a gift 
because everything is being reflected from your own reality and you look at the gift, whether it's wanted or unwanted, you are then able to shift your perception and therefore your reality. Beautiful. How can people get in touch, follow you, get your book or anything like that, Christy? Well, watchyourwords.com is a great place to go. I also have my main website, christywhitman.com, Instagram, christywhitman1. I'm, I'm all over the place, Rock. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll track you down. Thank you so much for showing up on our podcast. Incredibly powerful. And I look forward to getting to know you even better. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.